Welcome to Prone to Wonder, a podcast where no questions are off limits. Join us, Amber Humphreys and Becca Robinson, best friends, women, and ex-ministry junkies, as we navigate conversations around deconstruction, reconstruction, growth, and wondering aloud about all the things we weren't supposed to wonder about. These conversations aren't about having all the right answers, but about giving yourself permission to ask questions and forge your own path. We're so glad you've joined us. Um, I was going to say, do you want to start recording because I'm having an existential crisis? (laughs) Happy New Year. Hey, podcast fam. (laughs) Welcome to 2023. Welcome to Prone to Wonder. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to jump right in with you. (laughs) We're all family now. This is is a family. It's so funny because I had like all these things <laughs> that I was like ready to talk about in 2023. And like, I had all this like great, like kind of creative energy brewing and I was telling you about it mm-hmm. and really all of this, like, I just am ready to step into my fullness this year um, because I'm really, really tired of giving a fuck. Yeah. Um, same and, uh, a sermon <laughs> a memoir put it um but then well and the thing is is it's funny because it really all ties in for me like yeah. it's I mean it's, it always does this is, yeah. the work is the work god and the work is hard and the work <laughs> is the work I will quote that meme until I die, which we should just have an episode that's us quoting memes and TikTok sounds like can we string enough together to make a cohesive episode? (laughs) It's 90% of my language. Yes, (laughs) The work Um, is the work I say all the time, but you are my only friend who knows it. So I say it to people all the time and they're just like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) What? Well, you probably think it's like, you don't need any other friends anyway. (laughs) Poetic, esoteric. Oh yeah. I forgot. (laughs) Silly me. Silly you. Um, so, oh my gosh. Oh, like that one. Okay. Now I'm getting distracted with TikToks in my head. Um, and right, that's, that's on ADHD. Yeah, I was, um, gonna well, say, I was thinking about the, the one I sent you that was like, <laughs> if you and your bestie don't come off as a lesbian couple, what are you even doing? And I yeah. was like, immediately send to Becca. Immediately. 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 Because um, everybody thinks. our friendship to like slightly romantic, non, like non-sexual loving life partners is one of the best choices we've ever made. I mean, really, though. And it's Honestly, so funny I, I love that everybody case, thinks we're a couple. There's a case, I think, here for, like, romanticizing friendships. Actually, I've been, like, learning all about this in, like, non-monogamy study things because it's, like, a big conversation is, like, how you should, like, take your romantic partnerships off a pedestal but, like, add romance to your friendships. And I was like, oh, that's I love so it. genius. <clears throat> like, why do we not do that? It's because, especially in America, we tie romance in with sexuality. Yeah, and then we like have, everything is sex. We have such a deep ingrained homophobia that it's like, oh no, I can't do that with my friends. But like, right. I love, I like my friendships are so much more deep and loving most of the time because I like, I've had them a lot longer than mm-hmm. anything else, and so it's like, why would I not want to put the best energy into that? I know it's so good. Um, 
<laughs> I love this. <laughs> We're just all over the map. Um, like snuggling so, you when we travel is like one of my favorite traveling experiences. I mean, like, like one of the best things. I love one of my favorite. It's it's a random core memory for me, but it's when we were in New York and it was the three of us mm -hmm. and um, and it was like rainy and kind of cold and we had had like a long day and then we get back to the room and you and I immediately put on pajamas and we're in bed <laughs> watching Selling Sunset. Yes. And Vanessa was in the other room and she like, well, she's like, guys, do you want to like, it was like 10, do you want to go to like a piano bar? And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> she, she was like talking as she walked like down the hallway to us. Like, so she'd started talking before she'd, she'd visibly seen the scene of us. <laughs> she was like, she was doing her full, beautiful Vanessa, like social director yeah. take charge moment. <laughs> like all the cool things we can do in New York. And she turned the corner and we were literally like blank duvet up to our chins. <laughs> Watching Selling Sunset. But the best the thing about it, and this is a core memory of mine too. The, that was like such a wonderful friendship moment because <clears throat> it was like all three of us were so perfectly in sync because she came in the corner and goes, oh. And then like literally just started like taking off her clothes and changing and, and she got in bed with us. Yep. <laughs> she was like, oh, this is what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, well, and then it was perfect. darling because she fell asleep within like 20 minutes. Like, do you remember? She fell asleep so fast. I was like, you were exhausted. <laughs> I know. We all were. It's because we're aging. Speaking of aging, back to my existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> So it's really, I tell you what, going through, well, you know, I don't feel like I went through a lot of this when I was in Christianity deeply. Well, it's funny because I say Christianity and I know I say, but I mean American mm -hmm. and all of the, all of the weird theories and stuff that go with that, that are not based anyway. Okay. Moving on. <clears throat> Just put a little asterisk under that. Um, is I don't think I went through a lot of these things because I don't think I, I thought about things as much yeah. for one. Yeah. And because Jared, Jared went through a lot of these because he's so much more. He's a, he's a thinker. Yeah. He'll he's just a thinker. Sit. He'll process mm -hmm. internally, you know, um, everything. And I was like, it's fine. It's just blind faith, which um, is, you know, partially my, personality is to you know is, you know kind of like that is I, I feel a lot you know yeah. so but I've been thinking a lot more and I'm getting older um and things are starting to happen to people around me you mm -hmm. know in that and well I know I'll be 38 in February and I know that that's still young technically I mean technically it's middle age really but shut your face. I know. I know. I know. I can't. I'm so deep in denial about it. I know. I cannot. So, I can't. I can't. I can't go down this rabbit hole with you right now. Go ahead. I'm keep sorry. going. Listen, I'm sorry. The world is ending. Um, <laughs> but I, and so I am both deeply, I have kind of this double edged sword going on for me right now. And half of that is because I've gotten, I've gotten friends that are getting diagnoses and my grandfather's not doing well. I should tell you about the dream I had last night. The symbolism is deep. 
um, my grandfather was dying and somebody else was dying and I was the one that had to find help, but I was inside of a church and I couldn't find any help. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. You're fully in an existential crisis, aren't you? Your subconscious was like, we've got stuff to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Oh man. Okay. So we, so the one half of this sword is kind of this deep, I'll go with the positive side of it first. The positive side is this, well, there's no time to waste. Why do I care about what anyone thinks or the limits of society or, you know, whatever, because time is so fleeting and none of this shit matters. And, you know, why are we not just like, why does anybody care what anybody else is doing? Just go live your, like, don't get caught up in like soul sucking jobs and the capitalist machine, like just enjoy life, you know, um, and try to make the most of all you're here and yada, yada, yada. And then the other side of that is this kind of deep, like, well, what even is this? <laughs> like <laughs> if it's so short and fleeting, it can be taken away at any time. And, you know, you can get this diagnosis anytime. Your mind can go like, what's even like, why do we even do this? Like, what's the point of all this, you know? And so it's kind of this, like, both, like, very freeing, like, none of it matters energy and this very despair, none of it matters energy. And it's, like, really the same energy from two different perspectives, like, depending on what side of the coin you're looking at. And I literally, this morning when I woke up, I was like, am I, because I'm on Enneagram 7, and so pain is not my forte. Um, and so my immediate thought, and I, you know, have anxiety and all these things, I was like, am I strong enough to have the human experience? Mm. Like, am I, am I even capable of going through all of this? Like, do I have the capacity for, for all of the pain that exists? That's and so all of the, <laughs> it's not beautiful. It's, it's poetic. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And it's so, and you know, I look at, I think about like when something, cause I mean, I've gone through things, but like you think about like real tragedy and mm-hmm. real trauma and some of the, you know, the things that people will face and loss and, mm-hmm. you know, all of these things that we will inevitably experience at some point, um, to some degree, you know, um, but kind of the trauma that other people go through. And I, I legitimately was like, I don't think I could do it. Like I, when I think of some of the trauma, I was like, I don't think I'm strong enough to, to get through some of this stuff. And I was like, you know, no wonder people just park <laughs> um, in a belief system or even the people I've been watching, like how, um, just delusional and like just grabbing at like this, like how, and just all of that. And I was like, you know what? Like all of it sort of makes sense in a weird way. I was like, because if, because kind of deconstructing all of that kind of down to the essence of who you are and the experience you're having and humanity around us is daunting. Mm Mm-hmm. It is, this is, it's not for, 
it's not for, I don't even know if it's for me. <laughs> here I am. Um, but one star do not recommend one star do not recommend, but I mean, and so I understand just like grabbing on to like some framework and purpose and like, well, you know, here is a clear, here's the clear steps laid out for you. This yeah. is what you believe. This is what you say. This is how you act. This is, you know, what matters to you. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you know, you think about that in like political part, like this is what matters to you. Um, and it's, it's weird because kind of doing this deconstructing of life is kind of takes it down to like, it's both the most isolating and like unifying experience because you sort of feel like this, it just removes you from this whole, like all of these fighting waves of like, you know, groups of people and belief systems and all that. And you're like, okay, I'm just here like by myself. But then you're like, we're all the same, you know, energy. So it's both, it's both like unifying with humanity and very isolating at the same time. It's all very strange. Anyway, um, happy Thursday, happy <laughs> new year. This is where I'm at. <clears throat> oh man. Okay. So deconstructing during a midlife crisis. We'll be on this episode, uh, which I'm sure is like so many people. I mean, my deconstruction and yours as well, like started in thirties and I'm sure it'll go into forties to some extent, you know? Yeah. Like, Cause we're not just deconstructing from like, I feel like I have, cause it's not like you like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dismantle my religion. Like it's Ikea furniture and pick <laughs> like what it's not, it's not like that. It's like you start looking through a different lens or you start kind of turning your head and, and looking at it but then your head is turned. And so now you're looking at literally everything else from that angle. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I'm deconstructing like racism and like, you know, intrinsic kind of the things I was ra- you know, raised mm-hmm. in just systematically or systemically mm-hmm. um, and deconstructing capitalism, like in my brain and like kind of that like grind culture of like, you know, work and achieve and yeah. like, um, because we were all raised in that, you sure. know, here in America, um, and deconstructing my politics and religion and like how I operate and like what I care about in general, you know, just all of it. Yeah. It's all of it. Yeah. It feels to me like pull, when you like pull at one string on a blanket or a sweater, that's like a little loose and you're like, that's not supposed to be like that. And then like, it just keeps going and keeps going and it like unravels like the whole, and now it like the whole design. And you're just yeah. like, I just wanted to move that one little piece. And now it's like woven through everything. I feel like deconstruction can be that way because if you start pulling at the string, it does start to show you all the places that it was woven into. And so like for me at this point, probably similar to you. I'm not really deconstructing my faith anymore, but it's like bled now into colonialism, racism, patriarchy, and like realizing how deep those roots were in my psyche and in my worldview without me knowing it, like just 
like it was there this whole time, like a cancer that I didn't know that, or like a poison that was like poisoning me that I didn't realize. Cause I just thought that was normal, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so like, that's where I'm at now. Like the, it's like bled from, well, cause you know, American evangelical Christianity is so colonial, you know, like this is so, of course they intersect For sure. and yeah. so tied to patriarchy and patriarchal control. And, you know, like all of this is, it all intersects. It's all interwoven. It's this one giant tapestry of one string. And when you pull at it, the whole fucking thing comes apart. So yeah, I get it. I, I feel, I, f- I feel a little midlife crisis-y. I hate, I hate that I said that word. Now I, feel like, <laughs> now I feel like it's, it's a thing. Um, for anybody listening, I'm having a really hard time being at the end of my thirties. <laughs> I have never, ever, 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 <clears throat> ever had issues with age until like last year, this year. And now yeah. it, it's like, cause I was always like, I'm mid thirties, mid thirties, you know? And now I'm like, am I though? Or <laughs> am I late thirties? Am I almost 40? Uh, and then you just start to do all of the normal I hate that I'm such a cliche, like doing all the normal midlife crisis things, but and I, 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 my existential crisis a little bit is that I feel, I was actually just thinking this the other day, I feel like I've lost the hope of youth, which sounds mm. so desolate, but I'm actually kind of okay with it. And that is what I'm having the crisis about that I'm mm. okay with the fact that I just don't have that anymore. Like I don't have the, I'm going to take over the world. I'm going to do all this stuff. I'm going to be a multimillionaire. I'm going to do all these crazy things. Now I'm just kind of like, can I just live a beautiful, peaceful life that feels good? And can that, can that be okay? Like that's the point I'm at. In my well, it's life. funny that immediately made me think of, um, uh David in the Bible like when he gets because I only think about this because it's um a song that Jared wrote because that's how he processes everything mm-hmm. um but it was like you know when the the guy who had everything because that's really the point of the story is this guy had everything and at the end he's like god I should have just picked one wife and lived with her and done it well you know he gets the end of the life like shit mm-hmm. um should have just picked a wife and me and her have been happy and like loved her well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it feels a little bit like that. And I think there's, I don't know if this is human or American, um, but there's definitely a sadness to being like, oh, so that's it. You know, like I, I can't do all of those things. I can't have this crazy you know, I can't do everything. Like, I think the realization that you can't do everything settles in and not in a, not in a hopeless way, because I'm definitely a dreamer. And I fully believe that like, at any point people can decide things and like start to shift and change. So it's not about like, I don't want anybody to think it's like a giving up energy, but I think it's just, you realize your capacity and you realize you are limited by time. You realize, I think the, the, time as a resource kicks into your brain in a way that in your mm. youth, you don't, you don't feel it like that. Yeah. And you start to just really look at it and go, 
oh no, that is a limited resource. And how do I want to spend it? You know? Yeah. And, and yeah. So we don't mean it as a, as a, as a necessarily negative or bad thing. Cause it's funny because I both am so like, oh my God, am I strong enough to have this human experience? And then also I really truly believe the best for me is yet to come. Yeah, I do too. It's a very conflicting feeling <laughs> of a hopelessness and hopefulness all at the same time. Uh, I really do. My, uh, my therapist, I was talking to her about being a woman and aging because she's in her fifties. I don't think she's in her sixties yet. Um, but I was talking to her about just the experience of like being a woman through my thirties and like how much more comfortable I felt in my body and my sexuality and like my libido and just like all of the things. And she was like, Oh, just wait till your forties and then just wait till your fifties. And she was like telling me like, she was, it's just getting better. I was like, are you saying I have two decades of it just being better than it is right now? And she was like, yeah. She was like, it's going to get so good because by the time you're in your fifties, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> she was like, all you care about is your own pleasure and enjoyment and connection and being in the moment. Like none of these doubts, no self doubts. She was like, it's all out of your head and you know exactly what works for you. And like, you know what you like and don't like. And I was like, oh man, so I've got like two decades of like really, really great life experiences like coming up for myself. You are so problematic. You cannot bark while we're recording. Just like a man. God, just like a man. <laughs> Go lay down. That's my husky. I might leave this in. <laughs> you probably should. Do you know? It, rem it reminds me of that TikTok. Do you know? <laughs> so the 1975, um, like one of the, the band, for those of you who don't know, um, there's one song where he matt healy the lead singer does this kind of like auto tune like just whatever and so live on their last tour he's been singing a bunch of like random things and people are actually like going through and ranking their favorite uh like matt healy random auto tune mm -hmm. shit and one of the thing is i don't know exactly what led to it but he's like fuck you guys and or he's like oh no he goes fuck you and then he goes not you guys. I didn't mean you guys. Like talking about like a specific group. <laughs> and and so I I actually say that all the time. Like I go, like I'll just read a story and I'll go like, I hate men. And then I look at you and I'm like, not you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's something I say all the time now. It's like part of my event. I'm like, I hate I'm like men. Not you guys. <laughs> I didn't mean you guys. <laughs> so true. Oh, so what? Here's what I'm wondering about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I see what you did there. <laughs> here's what I'm wondering about. Uh, do is the answer just sell everything you own and start a commune on land? Listen. You know. Because it, it feels a little bit like that's the answer. <laughs> Move all of my friends and family into humble A-frame cabins on 20 acres. Humble, but beautiful and inspiring. So aesthetic. So aesthetic. lovely. And... I mean, probably. Like that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the solution. Like, right? Everybody's listening is like, clearly, that's, that's the way. I mean, need. I feel like there's a reason. You grow up... 
in are... America, in patriarchy, you deconstruct and then you go live like a hippie. This is the trajectory. <laughs> I feel like lots of people on the internet are like team commune, you know, like, and yeah, because people are fucking opting out. And this is the thing. Yeah. It's like the midlife crisis that happens for us, especially when you're deconstructing it, like adds that element of like, like dissension, you know, like just being yeah. like, what the heck? And it is like, you just get to this point. I did this. I, we've talked about this where like, okay. So I, for everybody listening, <clears throat> I am an upper middle-class white woman <laughs> who what? in the suburbs uh, with two children who go to traditional school. And uh, I have basically like, Ugh, it makes me want to vomit in my mouth to say it, but I have like the American dream situation, right? I have the house, I have the pool, I have the kids, I have, you know, it's all fine. And it's like, you get there and you just are like, but is this it? Like, is everybody happy? Is everybody thriving? Like, I don't feel like we are because I have I have anxiety and depression. My son has anxiety. I'm pretty sure my daughter is dealing with severe ADHD. Like my kids are, they hate school. Like they just want to be like exploring and like wild and playing and learning things that they're passionate about. And I get that like, that's a very bohemian idea of like, just do whatever you want all the time, but I'm an Enneagram sport. So stay with me. And I just have this moment of like, I have worked so hard. I spent the last 10 to 15 years as an entrepreneur busting ass to get this exact life that I have now, like completely. And I'm here and multiple seconds of the day, I am like very adamantly thinking about burning it all down to do <laughs> something completely different. And it's like, why are we all working so hard for this if nobody's happy like yeah. so many of my friends who on paper have dream lives like everybody would look at them and be like dream life they are so stressed out they're like dealing with so much mental health issues they're dealing with body health issues from from the stress of their lifestyle their kids are stress their kids are dealing with stuff and it's like I feel like we're just on this hamster wheel trying to perpetuate all of this and be like but it's okay but it's okay but this is like how it's supposed to look and I think that's where like the midlife crisis part for me comes in where I'm like but is this like would it be okay if I just didn't do that <laughs> like would yeah. it be okay if I just decided no I don't want I know I said I wanted that for the last 30 years but I don't actually want that but then I have here's my existential crisis. Am I going to like ruin my kids if I like take them out of society, not out of society, but you know, like if I unsubscribe them from that trajectory, but then it's like, why would I want them in the trajectory? Why am I training them to do the same thing I did just to get to a point in their thirties to be at the same point I'm in now? Oh, that's my, that's where, that's where my mind comes in. I'm like, I get it. I give them an alternate option. I feel like everything else in my life, I give my kids an alternate option. Like that's kind of a hallmark of my personality is like, no, you don't have to just do or be the thing, you know, like 
we can, we are the architects, we can create whatever we want, we can express however we want. So like, why would I not give them that option for like living? I don't know. This is where, this is where I'm at. (laughs) Yeah. I have like, I have this strange, like both. And like, I want a peaceful day to day. Like when I lived, because I have done this, I sold everything, moved to the top of a mountain, but, um, okay. Sorry. I saw a bug, but it's not a roach. So I'm okay. Amber is comically deathly afraid of cockroaches i hate them so much (laughs) like i just had a heart okay hold on i'm fine (laughs) okay 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 back to existential (laughs) your nervous system fully activated we need to do some deep breathing sweet lord five (laughs) things i see (laughs) something i hear something i feel hold on i feel like i do need to i don't know what this is okay (laughs) Okay, all is well. One time, you guys, Amber texted me because there was a cockroach in her room and she was stuck because Jared wasn't home. This is true. (laughs) And she couldn't find it. This is true because it disappeared and it was the end of the world. This is why we need to live on acreage together because then I could just come over and kill the cockroach. That's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. (gasps) This is the village. The village. So, but the missing element. I loved the cat. So waking up, I think about it all the time. Like whenever light pours in from a window, like waking up in that little white room. You know, I'm talking about with it the was windows. Magical. I think about that. <laughs> it was so like I like it was so like the listening to the wind. Like it was just so. It felt like breathing. Like the mornings were slow. The kitchen, like it, the kitchen was so big, which I love. So I, I like really actually liked being in there. I loved our big communal table that we never really got to use. Um, but the one thing that was missing definitely was some form of community because I definitely need that. I We were so isolated and lonely. Um, so that was a problem. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I could do it with some community because like I don't need I don't need much you know um but so I I love this kind of like peaceful day-to-day existence but also I have this like I don't want to be crazy outside of like a city you know with great food and great like and an airport and like so I like I still want to travel a lot I still love luxuries Mm -hmm. you know um i have an amazon prime (laughs) subscription that you can pry from my cold dead hands um so like even though i know yes like okay ideally i like only shop small and like mostly handmade but like i can't the adhd part of me want like wants to have an idea and push the button and have it show up in my house so like i have this kind of push pull both and mm-hmm. yeah push pull but I've decided it's it's a both and like I feel like ideally for me would be some like a little bit of land with you guys you know my closest friends like a frame beautiful like inspirational living and then like I can go into the city I can still have things delivered I still have high-speed internet I can still create things and put them out into the world um 
I still travel the world and stay in like really beautiful places. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not one of those, you know, there are some people that are like, I'm just a traveler and they just want to like backpack and stay in hostels. Mm-hmm. I am not that person and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I want like nice accommodations <laughs> and like I want to eat at the best restaurants because like food for me is like a huge, you know, experience. I love that experience. I love eating. Um, and so like, like I love nice things. Well, it's funny because I love nice experiences. I should say that like those kind of luxuries, like ease of travel and an ease of moving through life when you have like resources. Um, I'm not like scrappy in the way that like, I still (laughs) want the things without the like ease of getting them, you know? Um, but I don't need, like, I am totally, like, I do not need luxury cars or luxury handbags or, like, that kind of luxury. I want, like, to be able ease to, Ease is like, your luxury. Yeah, ease. Ooh! Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> like, I want... That like, is so true for I, me, too. Yeah. When I travel, like, it's not that, like, I need to be, like, first class. Like, I don't even need to be first class. What I need is all of the, like, clear and global entry and like TSA pre-check because I want to move through no stress that easily I love I just got the Amex Platinum card before we went to Vegas to renew our vows a couple months ago and um like you get into the lounges and so like I didn't have to like wait for coffee at like a like the crazy long Starbucks lines at the Atlanta airport I just like walked in and like pushed a button and like got my car and I was like this is like this is it this is it (laughs) this is what I want. I want this ease of moving through life. I want to be able to go get a massage if I need it. I want all of that. Let's be real. I also kind of want Botox Um, (laughs) because I too have been feeling, I see pictures or reflections of myself and that, and it's funny because I have great skin for my age. Um, I know I do. You just have great skin for a human. You don't even need to add for your age on it. Well, like, but like, I look in the mirror and like, or I look at pictures and like, I can see an aging, which yeah. is fine. I'm aging great, but there is that little bit of like, you yeah. know, yeah. You feel when you see that change, when you see that shift in yourself, when you see the little things that start shaping a little bit like your mom. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know like sometimes mean. I- Sometimes I'll look around my mouth, especially, and the way I'm holding it and like the lines that are forming and I'm like, <gasps> my mother. <laughs> yep. I yeah. am. I have those moments. But even that has been a, a bit of like a deconstruction journey for me because it's like, do I need, do I need to force myself to look like I'm not aging and why, you know, like I know. Oh, I know. so much. The I'm existential crisis with my body right now too. Mm-hmm. Like with a, I was listening to um, Glennon's "We Can Do Hard Things" podcast uh, the mm-hmm. other day while I was driving, and she was talking about. I, I, I'm going to murder the quote, so everyone just go listen to her because she <laughs> she did a better job. Um, she does a better job at everything, and it was this quote about basically how like beauty and and thinness is just about obedience. It's not about anything else. It's just like this patriarchal colonial tool. It's like, Mm. stay small, stay young, stay controllable. Um, 
don't get smart, don't get wise. Like, cause that, Ooh. like the crone archetype, archetype, like the wise old woman, there's not a space for it. There's not yeah, a, and we definitely don't space. hold men to that. No, like men, men are celebrated for aging and they like their gray hair is sexy and they are wise and they're a women, silver fox, but women are not women like they, there's not an archetype for us of crone that has positive things. So I'm, I've been really like, not that I'm at the crone phase of my life yet, like age wise by any means, I'm, but I've definitely been thinking about it. Like, can I allow myself to be the wise older woman in, in this, this thing? Can I allow myself to be the one that like, that imparts wisdom to somebody else that like teaches someone else that I'm not valued for my beauty or my youth right now. I'm valued for my experience and, and the space that I can hold. Like that's mm-hmm. been a, that's been a whole big thing in my head recently because as women, I think especially we feel like unless they think we're beautiful, then everything else we have to say doesn't matter, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's and then, you know, add on to that, the fact that like my development was kind of stunted by purity culture. So I didn't even really start to like explore or express feeling at home in my body until my thirties. And like, now it's like, I'm at where the societal age point is for like, okay, now you're like, you should be past that by now. You know, I think that's definitely part of it is we didn't have, like, we never got to fully experience what it meant to be young and, you know, feel beautiful and like step into. And so I feel like when you get to your, 30s and you start like deconstructing or like rethinking everything and then you want to both like you feel the the not even the pressure but you feel that urge to live that out and enjoy the things that you missed and move forward and they're a little bit at odds Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of finding this like joining of like how you integrate that for yourself and and move forward yeah deconstructing everything I think is this post is this podcast. It's, you know, it's is that it's our 2023 theme <laughs> deconstructing everything. Yeah. Because let us know if you're at this stage too, because I feel like our journeys have mirrored the journeys of a lot of our podcast family of listeners. Yeah. And so if you feel this confusion along with us, let us know. So we feel that'd be great. Um, also feel free to send us any TikToks that you like. Um, but yeah, so I think that that's, that's it. That's the sum of my existential crisis. But like I said, none of it is just bad or, or just good. It's a very both. And because with that kind of like, Oh, this is all a scam. And this is, you know, like, Mm -hmm. what are we even doing in the society? with that also comes this like beautiful freedom of like, Oh, well, I might as well be myself. I might as well enjoy what I have. Like, so it's, it's definitely this kind of double-edged sword that is painful and beautiful. It's both like damning and freeing, you know, Mm -hmm. it's both of these things at the same time. And it's about kind of integrating those for yourself and how you move forward. Yeah. And like living in the tension of it, like finding that edge constantly. Yeah. And just being and I, okay 
with yeah. the tension of it sometimes. Which I hate tension. So <laughs> that's why I read the spoilers for everything. Okay. Well, we would love to know what you're wondering about this year. Um, how how we can support you. We are going to be opening up a lot of, I think, exciting things this year. Um, we just made a TikTok account. Um, yeah, we did. Wonder. Uh-huh, it's just at Prone to Wonder. Please and come join us in our Join us because Keep your, we're going to be... Wait, wait, wait. Let's set the, uh-huh. the whole point of this TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I made Amber commit and agree to this because I was like, I am not do- doing another thing that requires me to have to mask or like have full hair and makeup done. So come to oh, yeah, TikTok no. with your expectations <laughs> at a minimum. This is basically going to be like, if you knocked on my door and I didn't know you were coming over and then you saw me, that's what you get. That's what this is going to be. We really wanted it to just be like, what's the right word? I can't even think of it. It's not that the bar is low. Just like, I would say real, just like very like, just very like this is in the trenches of day-to-day life and yeah we're gonna just use TikTok because it's such a great platform for having these kind of little mini conversations um but this is not going to be like a produced (laughs) account yeah no we plan on um going live a lot posting videos of like just some of our side conversations that we have on like FaceTime um, answering questions that we get in DMs. Like we'll just go over there and just like upload a video of what we said. Um, so it's going to be very just like low key communal Mm -hmm. sort of, it's not going to be a lot of like the polished Mm -hmm. content. So anyway, that's that prone to wonder on the TikTok. It's what the kids are using and me. Um, so yeah, we'll see you guys over there. We'd love to know where you're at in this kind of new year and Mm -hmm. you know, your hopes and your fears and all of that, because we want to want to walk through it with you. So thanks for joining us in the new year. And uh, as always, uh, thanks for wondering with us. Thanks so much for joining us. As usual, we hope you find these conversations helpful. Don't forget to leave us a review, connect with us via Instagram at prone to wonder co and send us your questions and comments at www.askptw.com. We love wondering with you until next episode.